What's up, everybody, and welcome to another boardroom out of office podcast. Here, as always, with my main man Gianni Harrell. Gianni, how are you, sir? I'm good, fam. How we doing? We're doing good. What's the Italian accent? Yeah, I mix it up. All right. Well, out of office, coming from my office once again, it's becoming a bit of a pattern here. I think we may have to think about changing the name. Wow. We are here. Comments. Let us know. Please. In the office. Please let us know yeah, if let you us have know. suggestions. Because today it's May 10th. This will be coming out May 11th. And we're sitting in the office. It's the middle of the day, 1.11 p.m., looking out to the rest of our crew. Um, fresh from Miami. We had a blast this weekend. Um, but we'll get into that, and we'll get into a whole bunch of other things, topical things. I think that's a cool format for this show. And let us know how you feel about that, too, everybody. We're going to be having guests from time to time, but I think G and I feel like it's our platform talk about what's going on in our lives and what's going on in the world and we're gonna do it out of the office in the office we may change the name might be video might be video but either way we're gonna keep coming and i hope you guys keep listening um special shout out to the commons right down the block from the office just bless me with a iced americano extra ice toasted muffin (laughs) (laughs) and uh Yogurt parfait. We shot out coffee shops over here. We shot out so. coffee shops. We got a four dollar sponsorship deal. We local legends. Local legends. They give us ice americanos. We pay for it and we promote them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we were in Miami this weekend for F one. For all those not listening, uh, Miami Grand Prix, first ever time that Miami hosted an F one race. Special shout out to my man Danny Silman. Played a big part in the production of it. And another special shout-out to my man, Jeff Zolotnik, who crushed it. Um, Danny crushed it, too. They both crushed it. Um, With the setup and experience at the racetrack and then Carbone Beach. Man. Incredible. Incredible. They killed it. They they took it to a new level in terms of branding experience. 100%. Elite. Elite. Elite perfection from my man Jeff Salotnik and my man Danny just, Stillman. Just to lay it down what they did, right? So Jeff owns Major Food Group, Carbone, ZZ's, uh, what else? The Grill. Sedell's. Sedell's. So, you know, some staples that have really cemented the past five years in the city. And so they took Carbone, they put it on the beach, Carbone on the beach, and charged $3,000 per person and then $30,000 for a table of 10 and they sold out in a few days. Wow. I didn't even know any of those economics, but that's wild. But I do know, yeah, you know, and they have a Carbone in Miami already that was probably popping all already. Night. But Carbone Beach was like being in a gala hall in New York City, but on the beach in Miami. Performances every night. Yeah, Whitecliff the first night, second night, Kygo, third night. Nas. Nasty Nas. Nasty, nasty Nas. <laughs> um, man. And then the actual race itself, the experience at the racetrack was incredible. Bananas. Bananas. Um, was really, it was tough to keep up with the race. I think that was a sentiment that I got from a lot of people that were in the crowd. But I think that's just because of the way it's set up. We're not used to it. The experience, I think you need to hear a bit of what the announcers are saying. But the actual experience of seeing the pit and seeing the paddocks and 
being in the club that they set up, it was all pretty incredible, man. We rolled with our yeah. man Spike Lee, day two. Shout out to Spike. Shout out to Spike. It was like three generations of chilling. <laughs> Spike Lee was, so we're over there chilling. Spike Lee, he tasked me, he's like, is that Bad Bunny? And I'm like, yeah, that's Bad Bunny. He's like, should I go get a picture? I'm like, Spike, you're Spike. I'll go over there and set it up. I'm like, yo, Bunny, come here. Come meet Spike. Yeah. And they take the picture together. You did. You blessed him. He was happy as hell. He took all his laminates off just so he could look <laughs> fresh in a picture. Um, and I said the same thing to him. We were, we had a flight to catch and uh, Spike was, we were all on the same plane and Spike was at the like last hour of it was really looking for Serena Williams. He wanted to say what's up to Serena Williams. Who already, he already knew. So we're walking around and we're like, all right, she's not here. She's not here. But it's cool because everywhere we went, was somewhere we wanted to tap into before we left. But after we had done it like two or three times and we didn't see Serena, I said, yo, Spike, what are we doing, bro? You're Spike Lee, man. Like, <laughs> chill out. Why, why, like, I, I know you'll probably see Serena tomorrow at Robin Hood or something. Yeah. Like, let's chill. He's like, started, he started laughing. And then the woman who was walking with us was like, straight up, Spike. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so then he's like, what about MJ? I'm like, we're oh, like, oh, okay, oh yeah, yeah, you can go yeah. see MJ. MJ we could go yeah, to like, hold the plane up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hold the plane up. We got to go see MJ. And uh, we actually did not see MJ. <laughs> we waited outside uh, MJ's area. Spike went in there, dapped him up. Me and Gianni just stood there acting like we was not looking at MJ, but we were. <laughs> but we were glued. <laughs> yeah. I had the no look look at MJ just so he didn't then when he started walking over when Cali came over I'm like oh yeah he definitely gonna see us say what up he stared me dead in my face <laughs> oh, God. nah I don't know if he stared me dead in his face in my face but he definitely did not see us and it's all good that was two minutes I'm making it seem like it was a real thing it was not a real thing um I would never play ourselves out like that shit but um overall incredible experience I'm definitely going to go next year. No question. Absolutely. Got to figure out a I, way. I wonder, like, because we did it, you know, speaking candidly, I'm not the biggest F1 fan. I don't think you're the biggest F1 fan, but we know, we learned a lot this weekend. And I still don't know how much of the experience is about actually watching the race or just chilling at the track. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, I, It definitely is about chilling at the track. I think it's going to the pit and seeing the cars, seeing how it's set up. And then I think it's catching some of the action. Right. Being able to hear the zoom. <laughs> zoom. Yo, it is loud. It's so loud. It's it so loud. dope. I went once before in Italy with KD. It was dope. But That's fire. I didn't chill. Like, we chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Friday night, we went out late, dumb late. For me, I'm, you know, I'm 45. Gianni was like, that was like a regular season game. <laughs> you know how we do. <laughs> that was a regular season game. But for me, I haven't played, played pro hoop like that in a while. <laughs> going until 6 in the morning. But we was up early. Made the best of it. Didn't see the beach or pool at all. That's how you know we did Focus. business. We went there. Yep. Um, good times. Mad people in there, man. Everybody. Tom Brady. Michael Strahan. Spike, Venus, Serena, LeBron, MJ, Beckham. I it's crazy. Who else? Who else? I'm I was I was out of everybody you just named, I was so uh, maybe I'm just a fan of that show. 
but I was so bugged out to see Mila Kunis. Cause oh, that's I, right. I, you I did bug like, out. You did bug out. That 70s show, I was just, it just hits different for me. You were like, yo, remember you was like, yo, look, Mila Kunis is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, she's perfect. She's perfect. I got, we met Ashton. I'm at, I, Ashton Brady. I've been oh, on emails sorry. with him a bunch, but I never really met him. That was It was good to see him. Um, he does not look like punk Ashton at all. He looks like I'm VC Ashton. Yeah, it's been 30 years. Bro, yeah. Or 20 years. Um, yeah, he definitely, he looks good, but I mean, I hope he doesn't listen only because who knows how he would take this. I actually think he looked great, right? But he also, you could tell he looked older. Which actually, I think he aged great. Yeah. This is like a random ass thing to be talking about. Aston Kutcher's looks, but whatever. In the office. We got one hour a day to do this, right? Let's do it. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Eddie Q, my main man, Steve Stout, Maverick. Oh, my God. Travis from Uber. Super pumped. Yeah. So, Travis is there. And I'm like, yo, Rich, Travis, you know, meet each other. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I gave him a quick dab. Gave I didn't know who it was. I was like, yo, you know, that was Travis, founder of Uber. He's like, that was? I'm watching Super Pumped. I was like, what? Rich. I <laughs> know. Oh, I had no idea who he was. Who else? David Beckham. I said that already. That was cool. James Corden. Now it's like, what is this? Access Hollywood? I've turned the yeah. show into Access I Hollywood. Mean, shout out to Red Bull for winning. Red Bull for I winning. I still wanted Lewis to win, but whatever. Can't win them all. Shout out. Dave Grutman, just because we was in Miami. Um, all right, yo, you watching this Lakers series? I haven't watched the f- finale yet of Winning Time. It is incredible. It is so Pat Riley, Adrian Brody, fantastic. Jerry West, Jerry Buss. It's amazing because like John C. Riley is killing it as Jerry Buss, but I cannot imagine what it would be like if Will Ferrell was Jerry Buss. Wow. I didn't see that coming. He was supposed to play him. Oh, he was? Yeah. Damn. I think... Man, I don't think you could do it better than John C. Riley's doing it. I love Will Ferrell. Will, I know, but it would have it would have felt too funny. That's not a bad thing. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, I love it. I think they cast it well. I know the story probably isn't all the way accurate, but who cares? I mean, I know Jerry West cares, and <laughs> <laughs> Jerry West cares very much. Yeah. Right and by now. the way, I know Jerry West. I know Jerry West. Um, I did not know him back then. Obviously, I was baby. <laughs> uh, but he's a smooth ass, kind gentleman. Wow, we should get him on the pod. I honestly. would love to. That would be amazing. We should try. I haven't spoke to him in a few years, but I speak to his son Johnny, who's great. And Pat Riley, I I actually had. I, I'll just say this. I don't. I, you know this. Like even saying this out loud is like a still a like dream come true for me so i just keep saying it out loud i say all this very humbly but i did get to hang with pat riley i think i said a few shows back in miami i didn't ask him about it but um he's just like the g of all g's to me so i'm interested if they they're doing a second season it's it got green lit for a second season oh so they are but they like the way they depict them they make him like 
in comparison to the other coaches, more zen. And I wonder if he actually is like that in real in real life. Maybe intense, yeah. I mean, because he gets intense in season one, like towards the end when it was about losing his job. Yeah. But um, I'm excited. Like, I think it'd be cool to see his character evolve in uh, season, season two. two. I did not know that whole thing about Jack McKinney. About me either. That shit caught me off guard. The bike accident. I had no idea. No idea. Um, you know what else? I started watching The Staircase on HBO. It's pretty crazy. You should watch it. Check it out. What was the one we both just watched? Anatomy of a Murder? You watch, you watch oh, I watched that. it. Anatomy of a Murder? No. Yeah. I don't know. That was good. There's a lot of good shit. I watched it. The movie's in, out. I haven't seen a movie in ages. What movie? I mean, I heard everything everywhere all at once is the shit. Need to peep that. You saw Tom Brady's deal today? Yeah, wow, man. Shout out Tom Brady. Straight killer in business, too. I wonder what that bag is like. Oh, man, it's so baggy. <laughs> it's a heavy bag. It's a heavy bag. He deserves it, bro. He's go team. For those who don't know, he just signed on as a Fox sports analyst when he's done playing, playing football. Yeah, but that would probably be 15 years. So. <laughs> I hope he just plays forever. I told him that. Um, I think everyone probably tells him that. It's just like, I love it. Yeah. There's certain sports personalities or certain teams where people like whether they love you or hate you they don't want to see they don't want you going anywhere that's how i felt like even with the nets like people were hating all over our squad and you know it was a rough ending the season but people also were pissed that they couldn't keep watching them yeah exactly they were straight up what else what else going on you saw kendrick lamar's new video yeah fire fire you saw it yeah it's amazing like you know it's five minutes still shot of just him performing and you're and not even the fact that he's using different magnetic faces but it's just like you still don't can't look away yeah i know listen man he's just i just love people that keep like innovating yeah people that are just so incredibly good at what they do you like he's is in like incredibly skilled actual rapper he's his records are um like legendary but so is what he's saying yeah is so legendary like and so just like he no one else is speaking from where he's speaking from and the way he's saying it and then the visuals and the and the whole timing of how he comes out the gate his stage show he just puts so much thought into i just love that yeah and to your point about like the innovation like it's so simple what he did and it's like, I feel like people, brands, companies, artists, whatever, try to complicate things so much instead of just... Was it simple? It's him on a green screen, rapping to the camera with face changes. For the artist, they'd probably tell you that's as hard as anything. He had to actually rap and rap as five of some of the most iconic individuals his face morphing into them, which he wouldn't have known until post-production and be able to kill the performance and imagine what it's going to look like. To me, that's tough as shit from a production standpoint. Easy. Like that's what I'm green saying. screen. Yeah. But artists 
Even conceptually, I'm gonna stand on this, and I'm, gonna be, and I'm gonna be five different people, and I'm gonna look at the camera, and it's gonna make sense. Yeah, bro. And you just sit there, and you're like, okay, that does. But make no one sense. else does it. So how is that conceptually simple? That's no one a, else does it. No one else does it, and he did it. But it's still, it's still a simple concept. It's um, I, that's an interesting point. Like it's simple in description, but in concept. It's Kendrick huge, Lamar yeah. would never pro- be like, yeah, that's one of my simple video ideas. Like that shit was probably his most, in his mind, complex. Like he had the he he morphed into Kanye, right? Kobe, R.I.P. Nipsey, R.I.P. O.J. But in comparison to his humble video, right, which is Spike Jones, gr- huge budget, multiple scenes, multiple shots. That's what I'm comparing it to. Yes, it will. But I look at that as that's like a. That's a, a a big concept, big production. Yeah, I see what you're saying from a from a straight like production and like, all right, cool. I'm gonna be doing this in front of a green screen, rapping to the screen. My face gonna change four or five times. I think there's a lot of uniqueness in landing on that. And the, I'm not saying the the mean the landing or the meaning is simple. Simple. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. The, All right. The that's fair. Execution production. Yeah. That's simple. fair. That's fair. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a amicable way to settle a disagreement. I hope you're all listening. <laughs> that message was brought to you by Weed Maps, baby. Weed Maps. They just sponsored our uh, <laughs> our first edition of our. Um, the more you know, this is our like. Remember, you remember the more you know? Nah, nah. it was like you were too. You're too young. It was like um, Saturday morning, like messages, like to kids. You know, like <laughs> that was not the right tune at all. I couldn't catch it. What else is popping, bro? What can we talk about man. WNBA, WNBA is looking to expand into two new markets. Damn. Where, where do you want to see them? Where, like, which? Which city do you think deserves an NBA, a WNBA team? Um, I'd love to see one. Let me think about that. I got mine. I think Toronto would be dope with a WNBA team if they don't have one. Toronto would be dope, you said? Yeah. Yeah. I think Toronto would be incredible. To, I mean, I think, let me pull up the, the cities. I mean, I'm not going to in front. I mean, I know them, but I'm saying it's better to have them in front of you. I guess it'd be cool to have one in Miami, right? That would be fresh. Like, why not have that everything in Miami? You got Vegas. Why not just put Miami? That could be every uh, every woman's favorite stop of the season, their trip to Miami, their trip to Vegas. But it's summertime, so WNBA got every city popping, exactly. to be honest. I was at Robin Hood last night. Um, Robin Hood is that charity that serves other organizations all throughout New York City. They raised 125 or 130 million dollars. Justin Tuck invited me. Shout out Justin Tuck, who's on the board. John Legend performed. Charlie Puth. They raised 130 mil last night. 130 million. I think Alexis O'Hannon gave an incredible check. The Bezos Family Fund gave an incredible check. Um, the New York City mayor and the mayor's office gave, I think, $50 million. Eric Adams spoke. de Blasio was there. 
Um, Bloomberg, Bloomberg got a big applause. It was like 3,000 people. A lot of New York athletes, older athletes. Spreewell, Latrell Spreewell. That's, <laughs> always a, that's always a good sighting out in Houston. Um, John Wallace. Who else was up in there? Oh, Eli Manning, of course. And I got to sit with the Giants GM. Joe was awesome. And then Coach Dable, who was incredible as well. Um, shout out my boy Matt Siegel was in the building with us. Um, but it was incredible, man. It's a really incredible room. Alexis O'Hannon gave a great speech. Um, Jeff Bezos' brother, Mark, gave a great speech, talked about traveling to space. Uh, it was really a pretty cool evening. But um, what I was going to say is there was a lot of talk about the stock market, man, and the uh, economy. It's so down right now. It's Yeah, I mean, it's crazy times. And it's, um, you know, it was obviously... I think it was like a pretty incredible spirit in the room. I don't think anybody was like down. I think we're a pretty weathered society in terms of all the things that happen. Uh, obviously, people, when their money's mess with, it's a whole different thing. But um, overall, incredible um, environment in there last night. But, you know, I think there's a lot of volatility in general. You see it, what's happening in the NFT space, too. You know, we're in a bubble, and that's what happens a lot of times when something comes out the gate like that, um, we've seen it multiple times, but NFTs are here to stay. NFTs as a part of um, a distribution strategy, part of a community, part of a community's utility, just an ability to offer another complement to what you're doing and, and how you communicate and how you, um, and how you want to distribute product or distribute an asset. So I think that, is here to stay and I think that this kind of like bubble that we're in will have to also educate people you know what I'm saying and I think a lot of people stayed out of it because of the fear of this people understood that this was imminent but at the same time getting the education right now and understanding that like any other bubble when you come out of it that's when the Googles come out of this you know and the Amazons and those those people and the, and that allows you to then start to have a little bit of a better understanding and comfort around it but there's a lot of volatility right now stock market and alternative assets and um yeah you know what I'm saying so crazy yeah. times right now COVID is back for sure but it feels like uh, psychologically people have just evolved their mindset um, everybody's getting it. There's very little communication, I think, left. Fauci said like a month ago it was over, that he was like, it's not yeah. over. But back to your volatility point, like just today, like there was a $195 million Andy Warhol that got sold today with Marilyn Monroe. And it's like, yes, I believe in everything you're saying, NFTs and crypto are here to say, but I also believe in hard assets like housing and art. Oh, in the physical for sure a hundred percent but i think the way that's what i meant by the compliment is like you could ultimately maybe not with a um uh utility being a 195 million dollar piece of art but being able to monetize the digital and use an nft as an unlock to a certain community to have right. then access to get something in the physical is the way that i think you build like a lot of community and multiple bites at revenue as well as just um, you know, another way to kind of galvanize your, your audience. Um, but what I was saying about COVID and this is to my point about like being a weathered society, I think people in general, like COVID is here period. Right. And unfortunately, I think in the same light, as you see the coverage of the war, think about how we reacted to that eight weeks ago. And it's still 
in the middle of a war, like a real war where there's genocide happening, but as a society, we've just gotten a bit numb to it. Yeah, and it's crazy because like, I was thinking about this the other day, like how media frames things for people to understand it and how that role has been played throughout history. The fact that like there are shapes, the way we characterize good people, good, bad people, good wars, bad wars is all throughout the media. And it's like, they blitzed us so hard on Ukraine when it first happened. And now it's become a little bit numb to people. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, media, even before media, it was ultimately about a perspective and the sto- who told the story. Right. So as you look back at history, and I think that's what so many people have flagged as part of what institutional racism is, is telling a story. And it's not the story, it's a story. Um, and it's uh, one vantage point of a story. And there's you know, one version of history that's important to tell, but it's not the only version of history. And I think ultimately, you know, that's transformed itself into this like yeah. grand scale where media is different and some people are blocked from it and some people get the truth, but they don't even believe the truth. Right. But I'm sure that this has been forever when people yeah. left drawings on the caves. Yeah. I mean, your biggest example right now was Columbus Day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Without question. I mean, just what we were told about it our whole lives. And then what my kids, I mean, my daughter came home a few years ago and was just like straight up like, I'm not celebrating Columbus Day. (laughs) That's kind of gangster. Yeah, but like, had we known that at 8, 9, 10, 2, we probably would have questioned it. Exactly. But that's, you know, and I think to the, to, um, it's it's clearly a detriment for society, right? And it's, um, dangerous when it's used as a weapon like we saw in our country however i think that there is something to us as a society being a bit desynthesized to it as opposed to living in fear and consumed by it which is like our counter to it right so it's like you put cnn on and in the beginning you're watching around the clock as they're like live in in these cities in ukraine and after a while, just like anything, you're like, I can't watch this anymore. Right. But it's still happening. So now we've kind of lost a way to fully understand what's happening in an efficient manner. Like, where's that opportunity for someone to tell you what's happening? I guess reading. That's what editorial, that's what the Times right. is. Right. And to your point, it's storytelling, right? It's like, because it's currently happening, it's like we can't predict when the end or when the beginning or middle is. So we have to give it to people in real time. Yeah. And that's why we become so saturated. Yeah. Without question. And it's entertaining at times. It's, it becomes entertaining when there's danger, when there's catastrophe. You know, that's when people then can consume it. And then you consume it and consume it and consume it until you're just like, yo. Can't consume it And anymore. the stakes, you know, there was a day where we were watching like nuclear war was about to go off. And now we're just like, nah, nuclear if someone says nuclear war, you, you, you're just like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> but like six right. months ago, that was something that you thought was just fantasy. And now like we're already like, yeah, we got to be careful. Don't want to end up in a nuclear war. Just cool. It's all good. It's all good. You just say it now. Um, and I think that's the balance. And I think that's when you hear athletes, some athletes talk about 
how it takes away the love for the game or maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know if necessarily hear that, but I'm, what I'm trying, you know, when you, when they complain about the media, um, is that there probably is an element of it where they're like, yo, you're just creating your own story. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have created this story about me. And then I, if I would be over it, yeah, if there was just a story about me that, whether it was true or not true, you're still telling it. Like you're being labeled as something that you were maybe let's say four years ago, or you may think you never were, but it was a story four years ago. You know, and that part of the game and that part of, I think the coverage in general is just like, damn, how do, can we use this like period in time where it feels like it hopefully is rock bottom? You know what I'm saying? Like, at least in this generation, to be like, all right, how can we better do this? Like, how can we cover the next election a bit more maturely and a bit more responsibly or give us some another option Yeah. to then arm really smart people with the real information who then maybe can make change? But when you're so turned off by politics, you're going to avoid it. It's no question that our smartest people in, on earth are not in politics. So... You know, how do you even encourage people to do that? Well, this is not anything anyone would want to be a part of. Like the old rap used to be like, they'll expose your life. Now they're just like, I don't like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so you're just like, it just looks like a miserable, miserable, miserable life, to be quite honest, of toxic, like co confrontational people. So how do we educate the consumer now? And the audience and the community and, and the like the public, this is really how you got to think about politics or the war yeah. or sports or this is what people want to know about basketball. You know, what I'm saying like I love Stephen A. Smith, but do people really want to listen to him talk about Kyrie seven days in no, a row? Wait. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. I bet you they don't. And then Kyrie can get back to him. But every day, he got to listen to <laughs> it. So you got to start back. Yeah, um, I feel you. But that's something that I think is part of this whole era and this whole generation. So you have like the creator economy. You have NFTs. You have all of this innovation that's happened around us. And hopefully media can evolve. Yes. There's very few things that haven't evolved. The umbrella has not evolved. No could never innovate the umbrella think someone it. can do it no one's done it you look at pictures from like drawings from the shit looks the same it was one of the first 30 inventions probably. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one you know what i'm saying and the media has to evolve and innovate Thanks. how crazy was that dave Chappelle thing man yo insane and then the pictures after and chris rock was there I, mean, I guess he's old. Yo, his jokes. Then he cracks jokes after. Chris Rock's a living legend. Yeah, he is. That's that's how I feel. Um, this summer, by the way, big big summer for the business. Big summer for me personally. Both my kids are away. First summer ever, they're both away. Bittersweet. Bitter. Because I'm really gonna miss them. You feel me? Yeah, of course. We're a close crew, so um, but they're but they're gonna be amazing, and then I'm gonna be moving this summer. We're going to Europe. I'm gonna be out here, be in these streets. Where in Europe are you going? Um, Italy, my G. 
Nice. Italy, my G. And then um, we got a big film premiere this summer, Point sure Gods do. in oh, New God. York. Showtime, baby. Showtime. 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 What else we got this summer? Anything else big? Uh, Point Gods. You're going to Italy. You're going to L.A. What else we got? Let's, you know what, though? It's May. We can't talk summer all fully yet, yeah, right? Exactly. Playoffs, though. So Warriors went up 3-1 last night. Philly-Miami game five was yesterday. That yeah. Warriors ending was dope. Yeah. If you're a Steph Curry fan. I am a Steph Curry fan. I'm a Steph Curry fan, too. And by the way, Draymond Green is probably the best podcast host in the world. <laughs> 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 like, straight up. Like, I mean, Draymond is just... Uh, he gets to it. He's a star. Yeah. He's a star. If he wasn't playing basketball, he'd be a star. Absolutely. Point blank. He's got the best pod sirens. Welcome to New York City. Let that siren breathe. That should be the soundtrack of our show right there. <laughs> yeah, man. Special. The playoffs are fun. Playoffs are fun. Sucks that we're not in it. Yeah. Sucks that Kate not in it. But next year, we'll be back. Um, sucks at bronze on it. Yep. But he was having a good time this weekend in Miami. We were chilling. And Katie's chilling. So, all right. Well, let's get back to work, my brother. Let's do it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope you like this format. If you don't, let us know. Sometimes we're just going to talk. Sometimes we'll have guests. And like I said, we will keep coming. Boardroom, out of office, in the office. Please subscribe. Uh, we're doing some great stuff now. We have an incredible partnership with FanDuel. Great content, great way of reading and looking at the sports gambling space. So shout out to our partner there. And, and I, with all our partners, I mean, the content we're creating with Coinbase, with Weedmaps are, is innovative. And we're really looking at it as a collaborative partnership as we build this platform, NBA 2K. Maybe next episode we'll really break down how, how we see this new growth around the platform and the creator economy and what we're building because I want to share that. I Let's do it. it. But keep listening. Uh, thank you. Gianni, thank you, my brother. Love, baby. Love, bro. Let's get back to work. Smooth for 92 And we out